This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, February 4th, 2020. So what's going on today? We're now in the second trading month of the year. Big couple of days, lots of volatility. And I think it's going to continue. I do. I, you know, not just because of the coronavirus, but that's the reason for the recent volatility. But just because I think it's going to be a more volatile year this year. And as a serious investor, you want to learn how to deal with this volatility. What strategy should you put in? Should you just ignore it? You know, there's up and down volatility. You know, it's not just one way, as you all know, I'm sure. I'm Steve Peasland. I hope you will call me today at this hour through this Invest Talk radio program and podcast and my company, KPP Financial. I can help you become a better investor. That's my goal. One way Justin Klein and I are able to do this, of course, is we implement a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success, meaning we want to share our knowledge and we want to share your knowledge with everybody, not just mine, but yours as well. So we're kind of different from other investment advisors because we, you know, we, we, we do unbiased guidance. We don't have an extra grind. We don't try to sell something. We're not, we don't do that. We don't try to push a particular philosophy on somebody that you know is pushed on us by some big corporation. That doesn't happen either. So we try to just give you the simple truth, quietly, calmly, try to understand. And that, and that means we will be wrong. Don't think we're always right. We're not. No one can be right all the time in this business. No one is. But we will we will guarantee that it's unbiased guidance, unbiased opinions that we give you on this show. One, one way we do that, by the way, one way I do it is I make sure that I buy and sell the same things for myself as I do my clients at the same percentage, same price. We call this parallel investing. So I write along my, with my clients all the investment programs that we have. And when I try to suit a program to your risk tolerance, what we have like five different programs, one going from very risky, one to very, very not risky, very low risk from very low, low risk to very high risk, depending on what you want. So it's up to you. Okay, I'm here to answer your question. Any of your investing or financial questions, our anytime listener line is open as it usually is. We're live right now, 888-99 chart. 888-992-4278. And I have reserved Thursday, February 27th for our next, my next visit to San Jose. February 27th. Matter of fact, I already have three, three people have already signed up. And so if you want a slot, you, you got to get moving here pretty quickly. So if you want to meet with me in San Jose, please send me an email and get in contact with me. You have to. These are free portfolio reviews, consultations. Uh, it's all about helping you achieve financial freedom, whatever that means to you. You know, and of course, I find out when I talk to you what that means to you and how to get there. And are you on the right path? And can KPP help you? Maybe we can't. That's okay, but I'll still help you. So, you can register right now for the best times. It's on some of the three of the five times are already taken. San Jose, February 27th. Learn more and register now at investtalk.com. Investtalk.com with two T's. 
My main talking point today concerns an opinion from an economist. Low interest rates are the economy's unsung hero. Now, back in 1981, the 10-year Treasury bill paid an interest rate of 16%. Can you believe that? But today, it's less than 2%. So, are low interest rates, or around 2%, so are low interest rates the major factor in our economy? How about our stock market? We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I've got some other investing, uh, interesting things to talk about, too. How about Social Security? Is it an entitlement or not? Hmm. We'll talk about entitlements and Social Security in particular. Have you seen what mortgage rates are doing? we got to talk about that because I don't want people to miss an opportunity here. And let's see. Um, the ISM manufacturing had a huge surprise. This is January's report. Did you see that? That was a, that was a very big surprise on the upside. So let's talk about that. The market itself, the Dow is up 408 points, the NASDAQ up 195, and the S&P and the, uh, up 49. Now, it wasn't that long ago, I mean, like three days ago, trading days I'm talking about, uh, the, the Dow was down 600 points. Now it's up 400 points today. That's volatility, people. <laughs> that's, that's pretty strong volatility. And that's what we're going to be dealing with. I think we just have to get kind of used to it a little bit. Let's go to Matt, West Palm Beach. How you doing, Matt? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I have a question on Fang Diamondback Energy. Uh-huh. Um, it seems like a really good buy. As a matter of fact, I just doubled down on it. Um, it's it's pretty close. It's coming up off. It's, uh, it's pretty close. It's 52-week low. I want your thoughts on it. Okay. This is uh, Diamond Diamondback Energy, Inc., everybody. I thought you were going to ask me about the FANG stocks last year. No, sir. How the stocks are doing. <laughs> So it kind of threw me off for a second. Bang, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, F-A-N-G is the symbol, everybody. Engaged in oil and gas exploration and production of unconventional off onshore oil and gas in the Permian Basin. So this is a fracking company. Okay, um, they've been growing pretty fast. 80% or more in the last eight quarters. 80% or more, that's pretty fast. Uh, it's an $11.75 billion size company, so it's a big cap company. They're going to make $6.41 this year. That's 6% more than last. But next year, they're going to make $9.03. How? Man, that's a huge jump up, 41% more earnings per share next year. And based on that, this stock is really, really cheap. Really cheap. Cheaper, yeah. cheap as it's ever been in the last five years. So it doesn't pay much of a dividend, 1%. It's very low. So you really want to buy this for the growth. And, of course, oil stocks have been getting squished because of the coronavirus and jets and the transportation being grounded in much many parts of China. And so everybody's freaking out. And I think this what I think you're, Matt, I think you're doing the right thing. You're looking for an opportunity. Okay, and I think this yeah. is a possible opportunity. 73 has been its low. It made that low in November and December and bounced off. Uh, I think I think it's a I think it's a good place to buy it. Be honest, I do. I think so. Awesome. I think it will recover most of the loss. It went from 93 down to 73 when the coronavirus came out. That's a huge move. 20 percent plus move. 
Okay, so I, I think it's going to, it, it will bounce. I just don't know where it bounced from, but it's going to bounce. So it's really cheap. Uh, I don't, I, you know, you might want to wait a few days and see if it's settled now. Looks like it was up today a little bit. You might want to wait to see a little bit of recovery and then buy it. But I think it's a good, it's a good pick, Matt. Appreciate the call. Fang, Thank you. I appreciate your everybody. opinion. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Good pick. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we present this program with five new shows each week, Monday through Friday, and is broadcast and streamed live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time. So I hope you will tell your friends and family members and any, any strangers, tell everybody. <laughs> and you can explore our free podcast library. You can search, listen, and subscribe. Please take a second to rate us. Rate in the Invest Talk podcast app. You can do it at iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And now, I'm taking your questions live. 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Tuesday. Super Bowl 54 has come and gone. The markets seem to be adjusting for the coronavirus threats. And investors, of course, have questions. The conversation now is all about building your financial freedom. Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to James in New York. How you doing, James? James, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for calling. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, I wanted to ask about uh, ABBV. Uh, I thought maybe I would buy that for the dividend. I, I like the dividend that it pays. If you think that that dividend is sustainable, and if so, is it a good price point maybe to pick some up? Yeah, so the dividend is very sustainable. It's only about 50, 50% of earnings. So the payout ratio is 50%, which is, we like it to be under 60. So it's easily sustainable. Uh, they're going to earn $9.45 next year. They pay a 5.6% dividend on an $84 stock price. The PE is also low uh, at 10. So it's going to be less than that next year when, a dollar, when it is $9.45 and says it's going to be 9 So... It's not only a great dividend, it's also cheap stock. I kind of like it a lot, frankly. Um, so it does, the, if it's going to have a little negative, the growth rate is kind of slow. It's a $124 billion company, so we can't expect much of a growth rate. But it was it's only 3% in the last quarter. The quarter before that was 0% growth. So it's just the, the growth rate is slow, but the value is there. So if you just can hold it on to it for the dividend, then over time the stock price will slowly creep up for you, and you'll make a ton of dividends off it. Okay. Do you think that would be a good lo- a long term holding? I think it's a core holding. I think it's something you buy and you hold on to. Yes. Okay. James, thank you. That was ABBV, develops pharmaceutical products and treat immunology, virology, and oncology and other diseases. That's what it does. So I like it a lot. I do. I do like the drug sector, to be perfectly honest. I think it's uh, most, many of the stocks are depressed because of the opioid problem, which I think has been blown out of proportion. So 
I kind of like that whole sector. Okay, uh, let's see. What do we got to get to now? Uh, for some time being, the markets may have adjusted for their concerns about the coronavirus. You may have, you know, because we're seeing a couple of big updates. There's still going to be more news coming out of China. I th- but I think it's I think it might be over as far as the severe impact on the stock price. And as a global threat, I don't know if it's over. But I'm talking about our stock market. I think it might be over. Uh, the genetic code of the Wuhan, Wuhan, Wuhan coronavirus shows that 80% similar to the SARS virus back in 2003. And there is reportedly new research, research that suggests a potential way to neutralize the virus. All good things. The coronavirus are zootonic, zoonotic, zoonotic diseases, meaning they jump from animals to humans. Now, both the SARS virus and the coronavirus originated in bats. Did you know that? Bats. And that jumped to, to people. That's according to two new studies. 27 countries have reported cases of the, the coronavirus. China says it has 23,000 suspected cases and already had 427 deaths. China says it has released 652 patients as being cured. But do we really trust China reporting? Does the market trust China's statistics? Well, why wouldn't we trust it? Okay, this is one reason why we wouldn't trust it. There was a news story yesterday that claims China arrested the first five doctors who reported the coronavirus. They arrested them. The communist government accused the doctors of rumor mongering. So here you are, a doctor, right? You have, and you report, you report the, it's some kind of disease. You start talking about it, they arrest you. So does that make you want to report the disease? So I don't know. Uh, the lockdown in China now encompasses over 57 million people. 57 million people. That's a lot. It's going to affect a big chunk of their economy because, you know, things, you know, people start to stay in their houses and things. So it's, it's, Apple's going to have a problem in China. They're not, they even close their offices until February 9th. So, on the next Invest Talk, one value investor's one value investor's view of market dynamics and potential disclosures. The big question for investors is whether the bullish momentum can continue. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. This is Invest Talk, 888 chart. This is Invest Talk. We're in a new year, and the markets have already shown some volatility but you can remain calm. Steve Peasley is here, ready to answer your questions and provide his unbiased investing guidance. The phone lines are open, so call now. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Josh, calling from Buffalo, New York. Hope you guys are doing well. Love the show. Quick question about a stock called Veru, V-E-R-U. I got in uh, about three months or so ago and kind of rode a, uh, a pretty large run here. It's gone up over 100%, I think, after uh, some updates and uh, some trials for a new medication. And wanted to know if I should stay in it or what you guys think of the financials and, and what it looks like over the next, uh, next year or so or even long term, if it's something that you think will get a good place in the market. So thanks so much. Love the show. Have a good one. 
Okay, Vero, V-E-R-U, uh, it produces a consumer contraceptive product known as a female condom. It's a $264 million stock, so it's a very tiny micro-cap stock. Uh, it makes no money, it's not going to make money next year, it has never made money, well, I won't say never. Back in 2016, it made a penny a share. Okay, the highest it's ever gone is $10 a share, it's at $4.06, and that was in 2013. Um, I would take the money and run if it was me. I'd take the money and run. Why? Because it doesn't make any money. I don't like buying stocks that don't make money. It's really, really tiny. Things could drive it up and down at a whim. I mean, it does 791,000 shares is its normal volume for a day. Okay? Okay, 800,000 shares at $4. I could push the stock around. I could buy and sell and make this price go up or down. So I take the money and run. There's three kinds of people in the market, bears, bulls, and pigs, and pigs get slaughtered. So don't be a pig. Be happy with your profits. Do you want to, If you want to, you can keep a tiny fraction of it, but I would suggest you take it all. Leave. That's just my opinion on these little tiny stocks. Okay? Thank you. Another other words, surprising good news, good economic news out this week. Surprising. What was it? The ISM number. What is the ISM? Institute of Supply Management, ISM. On Monday, the index came out. It's the National Factory Activity Increase. So it's ISM for manufacturing. And it came in at 50.9. Now, why is that so sharp, so, so, so surprising? Because it was 47.8 the month before, and they expected it to be go up a little bit to 48.5. But anything under 50 indicates contraction in the manufacturing sector. Anything above 50, expansion, and now it's at 50.9. Okay, it's just barely above 50, 50.9. That's a huge move from 47.8 to 50.9. That's a huge move. That's three points. That's huge. And... This is the manufacturing sector. This is the sector that we've been suffering under. The, the service sector has been fine, but not the manufacturing. So all of a sudden we get a big turnaround. That's what's big about it. It is a big turnaround. New orders index jumped an eight-month high to 52. <laughs> and the production gauge surged nine and a half points. Largest, uh, the, the largest gain in more than six years Something's happening out there. Probably helped push the market today, by the way, because that was such big news. I mean, it was uh, it came out Monday. The last two days, the market's been up big. Okay, the coronavirus may be telling off, but maybe this has also helped pushing. So now maybe that the ISM is you know is jumped because of the reduced trade tensions between us and China. Even though China has that problem, remember this is just. Phase one of a trade deal, and we don't know if we'll ever get to phase two, or probably won't be this year. So, but yeah, that was a pretty surprise big jump. Also, there was a little disappointing economic news on Monday, too. Construction spending was down two, pen, two tenths of a percent in December. Down. That's not, the, that's not bad. That's not good. Not terrible, but not good. Because from month to month to month, it changes a lot. But we'll see how if that turns into a trend. Let's see if we can fit another caller question before the break. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin. Had a quick question on normalizing earnings for the specific cycle you are in. 
how do you go about normalizing your earnings for a specific cycle? Like where do you get that kind of information and what do you look at exactly? I uh, look forward to hearing your question on the podcast. Thanks. Well, normalizing earnings, normalizing the, the S&P, uh, uh, are you talking about the entire index or normalizing individual stock? I'm not sure what you're asking here. Um, normalizing earnings, uh, you know, there's a certain growth and what historically the argument has been that earnings and companies can't grow any faster than the GDP, so the GDP is only growing 2%. That's what generally your earnings are growing 2%. Anything, any company growing more than that means that they're, they're outgrowing or outstripping the company. Of course, there are companies outstripping the country. And of course, there are companies that do grow much faster. So I'm not sure when you're talking about normalizing, what are you trying to compare? What to what? Normalizing what to compare to what? So I need to have that information before I can really answer. Okay, we've seen the reports of how China's Shanghai Stock Index has taken a huge hit due to the circumstances surrounding the coronavirus. So as we go to break, here's my two-part trivia question. What are the world's top five market indexes by valuation? Okay, top, the world's top five market index. And is the London Exchange on that short list? I'll have the answer for you right after the break. But now we're taking uh, talking about taking questions about market and financial questions everywhere. So give me a call, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And this philosophy is why KPP Financial can be of great value to investors. KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to unbiased guidance. They don't upsell clients into expensive and questionable investments. Instead, Steve and Justin provide honest opinions and proven strategies based on the individual's current portfolio and risk tolerance. Working with KPP Financial, you can be assured of consistent dedication toward the goal of helping you achieve financial freedom. You can get things started with a phone call or a simple message through investtalk.com. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial. InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, where InvestTalk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART. I asked a trivia question before the break, so I now have the answer. What are the world's top five market, not indexes, but exchanges? Five biggest stock market exchanges by valuation. And is the London Exchange on the short list? Okay, here they are. New York Stock Exchange. Estimated to have shares of listed companies valued at $23 trillion. NASDAQ. 11 trillion. Japan Exchange estimated at 6 trillion. Shanghai Stock Exchange, 
China, estimated at $5 trillion, and then Hong Kong Stock Exchange, estimated to be at about $4 trillion. So, the London didn't make the cutoff for top five. Yesterday, the Chinese benchmark stock market index, the Shanghai Composite, lost about 7.72%, $393 billion worth of sell-off. So, you know that's because of the coronavirus scare, right? That's what it is. And just so you know, China's GDP was two, in 2003 was $1.6 trillion, Now, it's like 14, $14, uh, 14 trillion today. Now, the London Stock Exchange is the world's seventh largest stock exchange as of April 2018. And then London Exchange had a market capitalization of about $4.5 trillion. Okay. Uh, the interesting thing about the London Exchange is how old it is. It was founded in 1571. 1571. 1571. Making it the oldest exchange in the world. In October 2007, the London Exchange merged with the Milan Stock Exchange, that's Italian, to create what is today's London Stock Exchange Group. Now, I wonder what's going to happen because, you know, England is pulling out of the EU, or pulled out of the EU, and that, the, of course, Italians are not still in it. And so now, how's that going to affect their stock exchange with the Italian Milan stock exchange belonging to the London? I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how that works. Not sure. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Now, Social Security, okay, I have a peeve. A peeve, pet peeve of mine. Everybody talks about Social Security as an entitlement program. John, hold on just a second. We'll be right there. An entitlement program? I don't like that anybody referring to the Social Security as an entitlement program. We earn that benefit by our own money being taken from us and put in the Social Security system. It's not, I'm just, I'm not enti- it's not an entitlement the government give me something. It's my own money. And now, most of it is our own money, and it's running out of money. So, I, I, I don't care what side of the you know, political spectrum you're on, I don't like calling it an entitlement. And it acts like the government's giving us something when they're only just giving us back our money plus interest, you know, most of the time. So, just my pet peeve. Let's go to John in San Jose. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. I want to thank you for taking my call. Love your show. Long, long time listener. I, I call in thank all the time. I ask about RIG, R-I-G, Transocean. I'm a day trader. Yes. I've been mm-hmm. shorting it for, I don't know, six months now. It's been great to me, but um, I might be ready for uh, upswing. What do you think about R-I-G? Yeah, it keeps falling down to this... area. It's done that one, two, three, and now here the four time. It's $4.81 and popped up today. I don't think it's going to fall much lower than that. I think that's the bottom. So, John, uh, yeah, I I think it it probably is going to bounce back up to the mid six to maybe low $7 area. And that's, that's what I kind of where there's a lot of resistance. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if I would be shorting it, even though, you know, it doesn't make any money. But I think most of the, you know, oil, if you look at the oil companies, they all got beat up, right? Everything. Everything got oil. Yeah. Uh, but it only moved I, 15 I think cents uh, today. And so, yeah, it's very thin for shorting. 
Yeah, it's not not worth it for you, really. So when, so when I think would you, you need start to, be, uh, to go long in it? At what price, roughly? Uh, I I probably go right in here. <laughs> I would go long, four dollars and fifty cents to four dollars and eighty, and it's a four dollars and eighty-one close today. Transocean, everybody, it's an offshore contract drilling oil company. Even though I don't really like this sphere very much, John, if you want to know the tr- truth, I, I really don't like it. I'd rather see you buy you know, one of the big integrated oil companies who got beat up. Because at least they pay a nice dividend. Yeah. John, appreciate the call. Thank you. Rig. R-I-G is the symbol, everybody. Transocean Limited is the name of the company. 888-99-CHART. I think we should take another call a question on our voice bank. We got lots of them. We just got to get caught up. This call came in earlier. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Travis from Beaverton, Oregon. I'm calling you guys today to get your opinion on a couple of chip stocks that I've kind of been comparing and looking at. The two of them are Xilinx, XLNX, and Marvell Semiconductors, MRVL. And I'm kind of looking at these for two reasons. Well, three. One, I don't have a lot of chips in my portfolio. And I know it's kind of an interesting time to buy them. And then two, both of these seem to have, you know, some segue opportunities with uh, Huawei now that the trade deal has some uh, options to, you know, start resuming some business with them. And then also I kind of figured these are also potential, you know, high, high targets for Broadcom for acquisitions since the Qualcomm merger is, you know, pretty much dead at this point. So anyway, I would, I'm kind of looking at both of them. want to know if uh, there's one reason that you might pick one over the other or if they're both good or bad and then what a good entry point may be. I'm really looking forward to your answer and uh, thanks for everything you guys do. Okay, it's very difficult to compare two stocks uh, on air here because I have not a limited amount of time and, you know, I need to look at one and compare it to the other and it takes a little, you know, you just can't do it instantly. So, uh, what I'll do is I'll take a look at Xilinx and just tell you what I think of Xilinx at this point. Xilinx XLNX designs field programmable gate arrays and complex programmable logic devices uh, and... and um, and to artificial intelligence, the market. That's what it's really trying to get gathered. They make money. They've always made money for a number of years. They're going to make $3.15 this year, which was almost 10% less than the year before. Next year, it's going to jump up 8% to $3.40. It's an $85 stock. So, I'll tell you, it's not cheap. It's not inexpensive. It's not. It pays a 1.7% dividend. It is a $21.5 billion size company. So, it's big. Uh, and they have a strong cash flow of $3.91. Great return on equity, 34 cents, 34%, but it's a little bit on the expensive side. Um, it has been falling hard when I, you know, people are probably look at it and say, well, it went from, was it 137 a year ago? And then, you know, it was 103 only, what, a few week, week or two ago, and here it is at 85. So this is a new 52 week low. Um, is it going to bounce from here? I don't know. I, it's too early to tell. I, I think I would not be a buyer of this at this point. I want to see. I want to see a little bit of recovery before before I, I jump into it. Uh, Xilinx. I do like that that it's in the artificial intelligent area. I think that's a good place to be. Okay. Thanks for the call. Okay, let's go to Will in San Diego. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good, Steve. I've been looking at this stock, uh, HT. It's, uh, it's kind of in, been in a downtrend, and I'm wondering if now mm-hmm. is a good time to uh, enter into it. 
from a from a chart, and before I even look at the fundamentals, I like that it's bottomed to two or three times at $13 a share and bounced. It did that in last August. It did that in October. And now it done it just recently, you know, the last few days. So it right. looks like that's a strong support area around $13. It's $13.73 today. It's a REIT, a real estate investment trust. It's Hersha Hospitality. Uh, Hersha Hospitality, a REIT that owns and operates upscale and mid-scale limited service hotels and established markets in, oh, it didn't, probably in the United States, but didn't left off the U.S. It's a small company, so that's it's a kind of a risky because of that. It's only $530 million, so it's a pretty small company. It's made money of many years, and it's going to make a dollar ninety-seven this. No, let me take that back. It made a dollar ninety-seven last year. It's going to make two dollars and fifteen cents this year. It's a thirteen dollars and seventy-three cents stock, so it's a six or seven PE. And sales growth in the last four quarters has been between six percent and fifteen percent. So I think if you're going to buy it, will this is a good area to pick it up? Okay, that's what I was thinking also. Yeah. Now you're gonna you're gonna buy it initially for the dividend. It's paid an eight percent dividend. Remember, a REIT right. has to pay ninety percent of its earnings, uh, earnings ninety percent of its earnings in the dividend. So you're gonna get a big dividend, and they've always made money. So uh, that dividend's pretty secure. Okay. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Thank you for thanks the, a lot. Thanks for the call, Will. Appreciate it. HT is the symbol, everybody. And I kind of like this space. You know the. The REITs that are in the medical hotel systems, upscale, mid-scale, limited service hotel. I, I kind of like the space. I like the healthcare REITs, too. I like the space. I like the potential growth in that area. I'm Steve Peasley. You're listening to Talk, and you are, you are in good company. We keep stats on that, you know. How many people are listening? And, you know, we're about 20 billion, 20 million, I wish I could say billion, 20 million downloads uh, over the years. And I think it's about 450,000 each month. I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. Please tell your friends and family. I appreciate that, too. Listen to, go to our website. You can listen to it on TV, the, the radio show live. Or you can, you know, you can also, you can download it uh, via our the podcast. So, I hope you do. Also, on investtalk.com, you can take our risk analyzed questionnaire that measures risks. This will help you understand that and manage your own personal risk perception, what you think you want to take, how much risk you want to take. It's a pretty short questionnaire, but it tries to gauge how risky you want to be. And then we can compare that with your portfolio. And of course, you can always call our office, KPP Financial Offices in Irvine, California. We'll help you. We'll help you with any financial question you might have. So we want to help you. For now, our phone number is line is open. The listener line, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and it's official. Steve Peasley has reserved Thursday, February 27th, for his next visit to San Jose. This is your opportunity to get a no-cost, no-obligation, and personalized portfolio review consultation. It's all about helping you achieve financial freedom. Steve Peasley can sit down with you in person and show you just how to optimize your portfolio. So get your name on his wait list early for your choice of best times. San Jose, February 27th. 
Learn more and register now at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, mortgage rates fell again. They're the lowest in three years. The 30-year mortgage is at 3.51%. That's the average, national average. 15-year at 3%. And the the ARM, adjustable rate mortgage, the five-year, one-year to five-year one ARM, 3.24%. So, of course, the reason it's fallen is the coronavirus. But it's pretty low if, you know, you have to take a look at your rates and how long you refinance and is it worth it to do it again. So, everybody's different. You got to look at it. Okay, okay. Um, let's see what else we want to talk about. The market was up pretty big. The Dow was up 408 points today. The Nasdaq 195. The S&P 49. So that was two pretty big days in a row. Now the question you have to ask, you know, you know, it's been extremely volatile, right? I mean, I mean, last what was it? Friday, the Dow, Dow was down 600 points. Do you think the Dow's made it back up to its high? No, it has not. It has not. Uh, it's uh, the high was like around twenty nine thousand two hundred fifty, and it's at twenty eight thousand eight hundred seven. So it's still, you know, it's made a little bit of correction from the coronavirus, went right to its two hundred day moving average and bounced. That's a technical. I mean, not. I'm sorry. Fifty day moving average and bounce. Uh, the fifty day is twenty eight four six four. So it's at 28,807 now. The 200 days at 27,044. That would be strong support right in that area. Will it go down to that area? If I was to make a guess, the guess would be yes, sometime this year. But that's just a guess. I try not to guess, you know, because it, you know, I can, I'm just guessing. But that wouldn't be a wouldn't be an uh, an out of the question kind of pullback. That would be a fairly you know. That'd be a decent pullback, you know, but nothing dramatic, nothing scary, really wouldn't be. So that's what we're looking at. We're going to have a lot of economic news. This Friday, we're going to have the jobs report again for January. And remember last uh, last uh, report for December, it wasn't that great, if you remember right. They're expecting more than more this time, but nothing, nothing super fantastic. No real change in the unemployment rate. So it's probably going to stay the same. So tonight, President Trump is uh, going to have his uh, State of the Union uh, message, and we'll see what he says. You know, every president you know beats the drum of how good they've done. You know, I don't know if you can give any president. I don't care which side of the aisle you're from. Aisle you're from. I don't think you can give any president credit or no credit. <laughs> I don't know if that you know how much influence they have. I really don't on our economy. I think it's the Fed has tremendous influence. But I don't know, presidents, you know, they always blame the president. I don't know how much blame they can get. This is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here, everybody, to help you achieve financial freedom. That's our goal. So in our work, the work will continue. We'll get to your questions at 888-99-CHART right after this break. On the next Invest Talk, this story, one value investor's view of market dynamics and potential dislocations. Equities saw strong 2019 performances, so the big question for investors now 
is whether the bullish momentum can continue. That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Robert in Vancouver. How you doing, Robert? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I am very good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. So I'm asking about the uh, fallout that's going on with Exxon, and I don't know if now is a good time to get in because it seems like it's gone well below its 10-year low. Yeah, it's it's way oversold. In other words, people got you know, got got out of it very fast and way oversold at fifty nine dollars and ninety seven cents. So uh, I think it's going to it's very close to being the bottom. I would wait a few days because we don't we want to see it go sideways at least a couple three days before you jump in. But I think it's going to recover. Uh, it's uh, a fifty nine dollar and ninety seven cent stock today. It's going to make $3.75 next year. So that means the PE is right in the mid-range of its normal. So it's not as sold off as you might think. Sales have shrunk for ExxonMobil in the single digits 6-7% the last year or so. So that's that's was putting pressure on it already. And then, of course, you had this you know coronavirus. I think the coronavirus is setting up some opportunities, and this is one of them, Robert. So if you want, remember they pay a huge dividend, five point eight percent. If if you're looking for a really good dividend payer, the Exxon Mobil, you can't get better than that. It's going to be paying its dividend forever. It has a six dollar and seventy seven cent cash flow. That's not going anywhere. So just don't expect a lot of growth. I think it's going. To, I think it'll head back up to seventy dollars. At least seventy dollars. You know why Goldman Sachs has like lowered the price point then to fifty nine? Yeah, because they long term. Think about oil for a minute. Long term, we have a really big supply around the world, and long term, everybody wants to go. You know, clean energy. So you know, the oil companies are suffering that, but you know, it's it's going to take decades. For clean energy to you know to, to even impact, and you, of course, ExxonMobil will be there. They're they're the, the they're the largest natural gas producer out there. But of course, natural gas prices are very low because we have a glut. So until the world economy starts growing again, which it probably will over the next couple of years, uh, there's going to be you know nothing to really give the catalyst to these big oil companies. But big oil has always been able to make money, no matter what. So, I I, I kind of like it this low price. So, Robert, good luck with it. Exxon Mobil, X O M is the symbol, everybody. X O M, as in Mary. Okay, Brexit. You know, we Brexit happened at the end of the year, right? And January thirty first, end of the month, last month. So what does it really mean? Do you know what the EU is doing on their GDP? Uh, the question is: Is it is the is the Brexit going to hurt Britain or the EU? Well, GDP out of coming out of the EU is only one tenth of one percent year over year. It's only one percent. So one tenth of one percent in Q fourth fourth quarter, but year over year it's only one percent growth. That's how bad the EU is. So how about how about England? You know, the problem is, is no one really knows, but I think the uncertainty will go away, and I think it will actually benefit Great Britain. 
I think it's going to help them, not hurt them. I don't think it's going to have much impact on the EU. I really don't. So, it's it's an interesting question. Should we even worry about it? And I'm thinking, not really. Don't worry about that. Should you know? It's just like this coronavirus thing. I know everybody's talking about it. It's all in the news and everything, but I don't think it's anything to really upset the marketplace. I think that it will. You know, they're already talking about that. They have probably a pathway to for fixing it. But, you know, the flu is a lot bigger. Just a plain old flu. I mean, t- affecting as far as affecting millions of people than the coronavirus. So I don't think it's something that you should worry about. I think it's something you should, as an investor, see where there might be opportunities. Opportunities to buy. I think that's what this coronavirus is setting up for you. Okay, that I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. I will return tomorrow. In the meantime, we invite you to access our free library of condensed podcasts at Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or InvestTalk.com. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 